Hey, everybody. Welcome in. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Adams. He's Skeeter Robinson. This is the Fantastics, my fantasy fix, DFS golf podcast. And Skeeter, we're ripping right along through October. We're coming off of uh, a a big, not big, a gigantic, a unbelievable domination by Sung J.M. at the Shriners. Uh, and unfortunately for myself, had a little action on the guys that had no chance of catching him, but before we get ready for the CJ Cup, we got to take a look back. Sorry, I had technical difficulties. I couldn't join you last week, but I was fortunately able to get to the book, hit some top sixes, but never even felt like I had a chance as Sung JM ran away from the field. How about that Shriners last, uh, well, really yesterday and all last week? Well, at least you had golfers that made it to Sunday. I mean, I think I was two, of, I was three of six again in my one lineup, and my only. Hope was like Adam Scott, who I won and put, I bet win top five, and he got off to a hot start Saturday. He's like, all right, he's hanging around, double bogeys at power five, like, okay, I'm done for the week. But, um, yeah, this apparently is now becoming a Matthew Wolf course without the win, like another mm-hmm. second. So, I mean, I guess maybe just play him and Martin Laird every single year, and hey, you might, you might do well. Yeah, Laird. Getting some TV time at the end of the run yesterday too, and I was like, "Oh man, you stay out of here. You just you stay away." Uh, but but I knew it didn't matter because it was all about just making sure top six clean for for Wolf and Sabatini. So I enjoyed it. It certainly looks like a Matt Wolf course to be sure. We'll play that one next week, next year, I should say. But this coming week, we've got the CJ Cup, and with travel restrictions and the world still being uh, not quite back to normal. We're not going across the the Pacific Ocean. So, Skeeter, what do we have in this week's CJ Cup? It's by name the same tournament as we have had the last couple of years, but it's not really, is it? No, but before we get to that, okay, Sungjae, I want to go back to Sungjae here for a minute. He sure. Won, he won the Honda with like 600. He won yesterday at 2400. Like, what amazing range he can do. Plus, I just happen to know you don't like this Sungjae win for a couple of reasons. Number one. Well, Matthew, you had money on Matthew Wolf, but number two, there was no Mackenzie Hughes moment. There was not. Um, they did show uh, during the broadcast. They did show one of the shots. I can't remember if it was seventeen or I think it was seventeen that he hit. They didn't show Mac Hughes uh, displaying bowling balls in his hands or the imaginary ones he was suggesting Sungjae had in his underwear, but. They still showed a couple shots from that Honda, and uh, you're right. I didn't like it because of the Wolf thing, but I, I had quickly grown to realize it wasn't happening. I would have liked seen somebody, uh, you know, give him that, uh, give him that signature. Maybe that could be his signature move, uh, or his playing partner's signature move. But alas, we did not get it. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that part in there. It's all right. All right. So I look for the timestamp here. Okay. So this week. CJ Cup, usually at Juju Island, the Nine Bridges, there's like some metaphorical reference that they usually play this course at, but for the second year in a row, as you mentioned, not going to happen. So they're at the Summit Club in Vegas, and interesting, there's a couple of holes where you can actually see like like the full Las Vegas strip at. Like This looks like a pretty scenic course. Uh, par 72, 7,400 yards, but it, does play, it plays a little shorter because of that elevation. Um, bunch of bunch of variety of holes like par threes there's a 139 182 189 235 so basically 100 yards there there's a short par four on each side i don't know if they're drivable or not but then you also have like a 510 yard par four and the par fives are let's see 594 604 on the front 548 576 on the back so 
The front nine, usually, the most of the yardage there is just the par fives. The back seems like it plays longer, but they have shorter par fives. So, I don't, again, I don't know anything about this course. It looks scorable, even when I was reading the hole-by-hole -hole preview on the PGA Tour website. It kind of hinted at being scorable, so... Then mind, I'm tee to green approach. I'm looking at good drives. I have no idea if the rough's going to be up. I know if you really stray, I think you could end up in the sand. Like, it did have a little bit of the, like, the first 15 holes at, at TPC Scottsdale kind of look to it. But I don't know how, you know, there I know the desert's, like, right off the fairway or right off the rough. But this one seems there's a little more rough to that. Birds are better. I'm looking at the par fours and par fives. And, I'm just going to look at my wedge ranges, 100 to 125 and 200 plus, but it's just like any other tournament when it, you know when we don't have any course history. It's kind of like a semi-educated guess as far as what's going to happen. Yeah, and then you throw in the fact that this is a no-cut event as well, correct? This is one of the uh, WGCs. It's not WGC, but yes, like it's 78 people, okay. no-cut. Was it not a WGC before, or is it just simply a no-cut event? No, it's simply a no-cut. I think the WGC is right. two weeks in Shanghai, or the HSBC. HSBC. Yeah, next week's uh, Zozo, which I believe is back in Japan. Okay. All right, well, then I, I misspoke. But still a no-cut event all the same. That is correct, yes? Yes, 78 players, no-cut. Um, there's, like, probably, it's probably more, more like 70, because I believe there's, like, 8 to 10 golfers from the Korean or the Japanese tour. I think it's the Korean tour who Would qualify make sense. for this. So, like, you know, they're the guys at 6K, like... I can't say know anything about Sang Sanghoon Shin or Minku Kim or anybody like that. Oh, hey, Hudson Swafford's at 6K. I'm not sure. If it's a, you know, <laughs> well, you know, like at least I'm... we have a reference point for those guys. <laughs> yeah, 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 all the Korean tour and Hudson Swafford, PGA Tour winner, multiple <laughs> PGA Tour winner, Hudson Swafford. Where did he? Or, no, he's only won once. No, he won Putacana. Okay. It was second Palmetto. I thought he won something recently, but no, it was just second. I remember him competing. He fell off, didn't he? Like, absolutely fell off at the very end of that one. Palmetto? Um, I think so. I think so, but I, I could be wrong. Justin Hadley being the one that completely fell off and was, like, completely honest afterwards. Like, yeah, I just blew it. That was maybe, bad. Maybe I'm getting those two confused. Hadley, Hudson, I don't I know. Mean, that's, that's, a, that's a lame connection, but... No, I think there's both Georgia connections, or at least the Southeast U.S., so, I mean... I mean, that's, they're all kind of – sometimes it be hard to keep track of all of them. Fair enough. Is there is there anything else to dive into before we get into the field, given the – I guess the really the unknown of what we're dealing with here? No. I mean, just – I don't know. If you have a feeling on somebody, play them. I mean, it is no cut, so obviously, hopefully, you don't have somebody pull a withdrawal. Um, there's a couple players who always have potential but haven't done it recently, so um, – and there's there's some Euro Euro guys in here, um, you know some some really low prices. Like there's some guys in the sevens. Like oh man, I don't, you know, well our sixes. I mean, I'll, I'll wait till then. But there's a couple of surprising names in the sixes. Are we ready to get into those names? Yep. All right, let's do it. We'll start at the top, the 10K plus tier, and it starts with the Dustin Johnson. Coming off of a massive Ryder Cup performance, just because I cashed a ticket, I had to throw that in there one more time. A massive Ryder Cup performance. Absolutely. He starts us off at 11-3. Justin Thomas, 11-1. Colin Morikawa, 10-8. Xander Schauffele, 10-6. Jordan Spieth, 10-3. Rory McIlroy, 10-1. Skeeter, big names. What do we know about these guys? Is there anything that makes you like any of them more than the rest? I'm going to probably look at JT at 11-1 as my favorite. Um, 
everything you said about DJ play, you know, looking like dominant DJ form of the Ryder Cup, that's certainly in play here. But I kind of think Justin Thomas might be the forgotten man just in this little three-man area. Because, by the way, Morikawa, this apparently he's a member of this course, so I'm sure that narrative is going to get played up quite a bit this week. But um, over the past 24 rounds for Thomas, you know, some of those inclusive struggles. He's third tee to green, ninth in opportunities gained, tenth in approach, sixth in par four strokes gained. Decent par five, decent proximities. Um, eleven one. He just he makes sense for me, and, and even over longer term models, he's number one over the past twelve rounds, second over the last hundred, eleventh in the last four. So just all all around, he's the most balanced person I want to play in this range. So I think I'm going to take him as my number two, okay. and I'm going to go with DJ as my number one. Yeah. Um, one, he's coming off of a dominant Ryder Cup performance. But let's be fair. Sometimes getting five points doesn't mean you were the best golfer. It just means maybe you had the best matchups too, right? So that doesn't mean he was the best golfer in Wisconsin, but he was good. He carried the uh, he carried the weight for the United States. And in a no-cut event where I may not get the best player cheap, I'm going to get somebody who is likely to get four rounds. I'm going to take a chance at DJ. If I go to 10 lineups, which uh, I don't know if I get to 10 lineups with the uncertainty here, I, I won't have them, you know, across every lineup, but I'll have them in a couple. Um, so I'm not sure I'm going to load up in this tier, but if I do go to this tier, I'll just go to DJ. No, it makes sense. And he's not going to pop in ownership models just because, you know, his dominant performance was not the Ryder Cup, which is not being included into this. So, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And he's right now... For, you know, again, early on a Monday night on Fantasy National, um, he's like 10% calculated roster. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's not a ton for him in a no-cut event. Yeah, not not a significant ownership in a 78-man field. So, who are you going with your number two? I think we're going to Rory. Um, okay. Again, longer-term model certainly looks a lot better, but um, even in the past 24 rounds... He's number one par four, four strokes gained, third barriers are better, seventh in T to green, eighth opportunities gained. Like, he hits all the metrics. Like, I realize in the short term, might not be great, but 10-1, I mean, 10-1 for Rory is pretty cheap. Like, that's that's attractive, and he's at least shown signs over the past few months of that he's close, so I think that's a decent price on him. Yeah, I can't argue with that. He's just been... So frustrating, yes. so frustrating that I can't turn to him, but I think we both would agree that, I mean, he can turn it on at any time, and no, none of us are going to be surprised. I'm going with JT as my number two. Again, in a no-cut event, uh, especially if you're telling me this is an event where potentially uh, Birdie Fest could come into play, JT's always a guy that you can you can catch fire with, and so for that reason, again, without a ton of recent form to turn to, give me JT, a guy who I know is one of the best in the world. Yep, i I'm not going to argue there. Who are we fading here? Well, I wonder if we have the same one because it's back to a narrative that we had to play, you know, last year and maybe even earlier this year. But it's Jordan Spieth. Um, ever, you know, his past three tournaments, 73rd Northern Trust, 34th at BMW, 20th at Tour Championship, just not inspiring a lot of confidence. Struggling off the tee, struggling on approach. His putter has not been super hot, which he usually needs to, so... I just I don't want to pay ten three four. I don't. I actually don't know why he's higher priced than Rory. In fact, I don't even know why he's higher priced than a couple guys in the nines. I was to say Burns has been on fire, right? Like yeah. I mean, he should he should maybe be up in these ten Ks, but we'll get to that in a hot second. Um, I'm gonna fade Morikawa. Not that I have anything against him, but when right. the putter's not working, and we've seen it work, and he's the best golfer on the planet. We've seen it not work, and 
You know, you can hit great iron shots, but if you two-putt from 10 feet all day long, you're not going to win anything. You're telling me he's a member at the course, and if that's going to inflate his ownership in a small field like this, I guess I'll just take a strategic stand. It may backfire, but when we haven't seen him play outside the Ryder Cup in a while, I'll make that play here. I'll fade Morikawa. Nope, I'm with you. I mean, anytime you get these players coming back to their home course, it always seems like they, you know, where they're a member, kind of seems like they struggle a little bit. Like, you know, Ryan Palmer at Colonials, one that always pops to mind. Like, I don't think he's ever had any terrific performances there. Don't forget our boy Glover at Palmetto, right? He was everybody's play. Oh. I think it was Glover at Palmetto. Yes, it was. As an ambassador, he yes. didn't make the cut. I took him off the band list and boom, right back on it. And I didn't play him for that reason. I, I knew everybody was going to hype up on him, and I avoided him for that reason, not that I played Higo to win, but um, yeah. Let's take it to the 9K, shall we? Yep. Healthy group here. Starts with Hovland, 99. Sam Burns, the aforementioned, at 98. Brooks Kepka 97. Tony Finau, 96. Sung J M 95. Hideki Matsuyama, 94. Louis Oosthuizen, 93. Cam Smith, 92. Abe Answer, 91. Scotty Scheffler, 9K even. Skeeter, where are you going in this 9K tier? I think we go back to Hovland at 99. Um, he, I was between him and Answer for one and done last week. I went with Answer, so that shows show you how well that worked. The Irons have been there. I mean, he gained 5.3 strokes in approach. He gained 5.4 off the tee. Hovland lost nine strokes around the green. Like, that is an anomaly. Like, I know he's not the best around the green player, but to lose nine shots around the green, I didn't see what happened. So I don't know if he just had a bad hole or a couple holes where he just, you know, couldn't get up and down and made double or triple. I don't know what happened. Wasn't paying attention that closely. But, I mean, all the number, other numbers I want to see are there. He's never won an opportunity. gained second approach, four in good drives, fourth in par, th- par four scoring. I mean, it's everything I kind of want ball striking-wise. Over eight rounds or higher, he's top ten and everything. So, at ninety nine hundred, I mean, he should be higher than Spieth at ten three. You know, he could potentially be higher than Rory. So, for me, I'm going to go Hovland. No argument with you. I got Hovland at three, so I'm with you on them. Uh, I could start with Hovland and Burns to start a lineup though, because yeah. I'm going to go Burns as my favorite. Yeah. So here's the deal: my mother had Burns two weeks ago. Um, I was nervous that I had steered the ship incorrectly when I helped her make her bet last week. Now, Webb Simpson didn't end up being a good bet, that's for sure, so that was a bad steer. But I told her, I'm, I'm, nobody wins back-to-back events, minus Brennan Todd. I'm sure it's happened uh, too since then, or, or not since then, but uh, in other events. Well, hey, hell, Higo won back-to-back events in Europe in the European no, Tour. No, so. I don't think he did. I think there were three events at the Canary Islands. I think he won the first and the third. I don't know if he uh, played the second one. You might be right about that. So you might be right about that. So I told her, ah, don't bet Burns this week. It's not a good play. Boy, he was in contention. He faded, but he was in contention. And the guy's been playing so good. I don't know how you fade him. It was easy to kind of fade him coming off the win, saying, oh, celebration time, this, that, the other. He was right there. I think he continues to be right there. I like Burns this week. Yeah, good off the tee, good off approach. Um, I mean, he's just kind of ridden a form for the year. I mean, two wins. Mm-hmm. A, two seconds? I mean, what a, what an incredible year. I mean, boy, it, I, I don't know my President's Cup standings, but he's got to be close to, I would assume, being on that team. 
you would think he's making a push at it. He's been as good as any non-superstar that we've had. I mean, him and Harris English have been the two guys that I would say non-superstars that have that have really shined. Harris more so at the beginning of the year. But I'm with you, man. I'd be happy to see Burnsy there. I think he's got a place on the Ryder Cup in the future, too. I think he has a future, uh, maybe not superstar, but stalwart for American golf, top 15 on a yearly basis in his prime anyways. We'll see. But I definitely like him this week. If you... Find somebody to pair with Hovland, or you go in another direction. Who is your number two in the 9K? Um, I have no problem going back to Louie. I mean, still gaining a bunch of strokes in approach. Gained five at Shriners last week. Lost two putting. So, I mean, his putters kind of cooled off from the summer, where he was seemingly making everything when he's in contention. But, I mean, gained five on approach. Gained around the green. Gained off the tee. Everything I want to see there. He's second in my model over 24 rounds, sixth tee to green, fifth in approach, fourth in the par fives, fifth in proximity for 200 plus yards. Uh, top 15 birdies are better opportunities gained. Like, he hits everything I want, just maybe not the best wedge player, which is actually kind of odd to think about. But 95. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Sungjae I'm looking at. No, it's not. I'm looking at Louis. I'm sorry. I'm confusing myself. That's okay, because Sungjae is my number two. So. Okay. But, you know, Louis at 93. Um, Again, obviously, he doesn't need to win at this price, and that's probably a good thing because he mm-hmm. just, just doesn't win much. But um, <laughs> poor poor guy, I actually feel for him. Um, ninety three hundred, I think, is more than a fair price for him, especially. In the, I mean, in the field like this, like I don't know how many people are going to click on Louis. I will. Um, so I've got him at number four in this tier, but I think this is a tier where if you if if you want it, you're one two. I like just as much as my one two because I kind of like the top four plus together in this tier. I'm going Sung JM. I know I fade winners a lot. Man, did he look good yesterday. And on top of how good he looked, I'm just going to go back to the last time he won, right? We all remember uh, when he won the Honda. The following week was the Arnold Palmer. Sung JM was in contention because I hit Terrell Hatton that week. Sung JM was in contention the following week. He's found the hot streak. I'll continue to ride it with him, a guy who. Plays every week. I'll play him when he's playing hot. He's playing hot right now. And the price doesn't really reflect a guy coming off of a win when we don't know a lot about, you know, the the very recent form of some other guys that outside of the Ryder Cup we haven't seen in a while. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'm with you. Um, again, Sungjae's number one tee to greener in the past 24 rounds. Six a good drive. Second power four strokes gain. And it's not like he's traveling very far from uh, last week to this week. They're still in Vegas. No. And, I mean, I don't. He doesn't seem like seem the type that's going to going to uh, be spending a ton of time at the old casino and staying late nights. Maybe he is, but seems a little more methodical for that. But no, I can't fault you for that. Who are we fading in this nine K tier? Because there's a few names I'm not sure I love. I like I like most of them. Yeah, I don't have a strong fade. I mean, I guess I'll say Finau. Just you know, I haven't seen him much. At, well, speaking of somebody who probably will not be. Uh, out on the Vegas Strip or anything like that. Like, good approach numbers, but other than that, the putter's kind of been cold. Um, I don't know. I You know, it is West Coast. I just don't like him as much as some of the other guys around here. Like, it's not a real strong fade, but numbers-wise, he, and just kind of as I think about recent form outside of the win that's, you know, at the uh, the first playoff event, I just don't. Northern Trust, I think? Yes. I Nothing is just kind of jumping out for him among compared to some of the others in this range. He's the second to the last on my list. Uh, I'm fading Hideki. And mostly it has to do with I would pay the extra hundo to get the Sungjae. Yep. 
I have no problem saving the the extra hundo and going down to Louie, who's been, while he hasn't won this year like Hideki did, he has been consistent from start to finish. And I can always save 200 and go down to my boy Cam Smith. So for me, it's just kind of where he sits in the pricing. I, I'm, I'm very interested in the guys around him, which means I'm very unlikely to click his name. Um, so nothing against the, the uh, reigning Masters champion, but I'll fade Hideki out of this tier. That's fair. I mean, he's the one. He's another one who just kind of recently. You know, he's stalled, I mean, sixty seventh at Shriners, sixth at Fortinets. I mean, he's kind of been. Yeah, he's been okay, but nothing, nothing great. So I don't hate it. I won't be shocked if he wins. By the way, I mean, I, I think anytime you fade somebody in ten k or nine k, you're not going to be shocked if they win either. Well, I would actually be kind of shocked if the Spieth won. Okay, that's <laughs> that's fair. Just his recent form and this. You're I right. I mean, yes, I realize he's won the John tier, but he doesn't seem like a birdie fest type of player. And I guess, you know, Valero, you know, he can kind of go low there, but it seems like he's more of a 10 or 15 under where you might rely on putting a hot putter. Granted, I guess that's what you need for birdie fest, but, um, yeah, I just, not, I'd be, I guess I'd be shocked with Spee's form right now if he won. That, that's fair. That's a fair statement. Shall we take it to the 8Ks? Yes. Let's start off with Harris English at 89, Tommy Fleetwood's 88, Webb Simpson 87, Mark Leishman 86, Jason Kokrak 85, Tyrrell Hatton 84, Shane Lowry's 83, Paul Casey 82, Adam Scott 81, Patrick Reed 8K even. Skeeter, where are you going? Who's your favorite in this 8K That's tier? That's a low price on Reed. Um, it is. Between two guys here, let me check one thing real quick. I like this low 8K range. Um, okay. I'm going to go Shane Lowry. I don't blame you at all. He just keeps being consistent. I mean, you know, 23rd of St. Jude, 11th of the Northern Trust, 26th of BMW. Great approach. Off the tee has kind of been a struggle a little bit, which he's usually been pretty good at. So that's a little bit of a surprise. 4th tee to green, 6th in approach, 8th in good drives. Eighth of birdies are better. Eighth of par four strokes in past 24 rounds. Like, those are all numbers I really like seeing. An 8,300, you know, I don't have a real love for anybody up above him in the eights. I have one guy I don't mind, but 8,300, I, I kind of like this little international tier here in the low eights. So Lowry is a guy I like as well. He's going to be my number two. He looked good at the Ryder Cup and looked like he was fine in form before that. So Lowry's my number two. My number one, I'm going to go with Mark Leishman. Yeah. Shot a 63-8 under yesterday on Sunday to get in contention. I was kicking myself for not having paper on leash just because he's one of my favorites. Um, and the fact that it was basically I bet my favorites anyway. Like It's not like I had a great feeling on Wolf or, or uh, Sabatini. But I'll go with Leishman. Give me, a, give me the big guy while he's playing hot. He played hot Sunday. I'll try to ride the form at the price, 8600 Yeah, fourth at Fortinet, third at Shriners. Um very putter heavy though he's gained over seven strokes putting in the past two tournaments but his approach numbers have been positive in fact the only negative numbers he lost two two strokes off the tee at fortinet so i get it he's he was the one guy I referred to that i liked like i don't know if i get to him because i'd like the some of the ones a little below him a little bit better but no he makes sense Got another one besides Lowry down there you like as your number two? Yeah, the other one I was kind of debating was Paul Casey, 8,200, who, again, he's going to rate out better over long-term models. Um, you know, str he struggled a little bit at the Ryder Cup, if I remember, didn't he? Well, he played for the team that got smoked, so yeah. But, uh, yeah. 
so the law, but we're not holding that against them. Um, That's a good point. <laughs> but yeah, just like, with Casey right now, it's his putter. His putter around the green is kind of what's what's costing him. You know, missed at Shriners. It was all putter based. His ba- bad term at Northern Trust was putter. That BMW is more around the green. Like if he can figure that part out, and I know it's a big ask. He's always going to pop as far as the approach, the tee to green, the good drives, give himself plenty of opportunities. It's just the putter, the putter, which is kind of cold. But um, eighty two hundred though. I mean, this is kind of typical Paul Casey pricing. So I can go back there, and he'll make birdies in a non in a non cut event. I like Casey as well. Um, I, I said Lowry's my two, and I'll stick with him as my two. Uh, you playing you playing Tyrrell Hatton since I don't have a whole lot to add to Shane Lowry. I I do not. Um, I'd rather fair. I'd rather pay down. And if I, in fact, if I don't play Casey, I'll probably just play Adam Scott. Yeah. But, I mean, we know he can play. He makes some birdies. He'll throw some bogeys in there. But gained four and a half shots in approach last week. Lost off the tee, which is again, it's kind of up and down with him. But um, mm-hmm. you know, that just seems a little too cheap for Adam Scott. I'm. I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. Who are you fading out of this group? <sighs> I hate doing this. It's gotta be Tommy. Just that's my. That's gonna be my fade too. Like, why? Why is he still priced up here in the high eights? Like, he hasn't done anything recently to justify that. I mean, he has in Europe, just not in the states. Right, but I mean, it's like he's been good in Europe, but it just doesn't. It does. It does. He hasn't brought it over here yet. Right, but I mean, that's gotta translate at some point. I mean, you would there's, think. Guy, there's guys been. I mean, Sergio. Has played better in the states, and I think he's been okay in Europe. But why is he so much cheaper? So I love Tommy, but I gotta see some form here in the states before I can go back to especially eighty hundred. Like just pass. Yeah, Tommy's my fade too. But let me ask you about this now. Jason Kokrak's the defending champ of this tournament, correct? Yes. But different venue. Yes. We're so that. he's like a guy that I could see as a fade too because he's not playing the way he was last year. No, no, I. I, I could get behind that. Um, Tommy's again, my fave, but just just to not you know parrot you the entire way down the list of players, I'll, I'll I'm not playing Kokrak, a guy I do like to play. I mean, he did just miss last week. He was good in approach, um, lost a little bit putting, but that's nothing new. So his irons have been there. Just the rest of the game has kind of been hit or miss. So, but yeah, I'm much stronger on the Tommy fade than I am uh, Kokrak. That's fair. Are we ready to take it to seven K? Yep. Actually, not many more players than what AK has to offer, but as per usual, we won't list them all out. I'll just let you start with them, Skeeter, and give me a name that stands out to you in a small group at 7K. Um, I'm going to go with one of my guys who rates out pretty well for 24, 24 rounds. I think he – there might even be a Vegas connection. I think he might went to UNLV or he's from UNLV, and that's Russell Henley at – down at uh, 7100 which I think is a pretty good price. Past 24 rounds, third in approach, seventh in opportunities gained, second in the wedge range from 100 to 125, and 11th tee to green. Maybe not the best birdie maker. Putter can be a little bit uh, finicky for him, but 21st a week ago, gained massive on approach. Lost 1.3 strokes putting, which actually has been one of his better performances in the past couple months. So I think the price is there. Uh, you know, I'll... Give me somebody who's going to have a bunch of opportunities in a non-cut event. So that's my favorite play in the sevens. I'm sure I think I know who yours is for 100 more. 
It's the Seagull, Charlie Hoffman. Uh, we're, we're hanging in Vegas with one Charlie Hoffman. He definitely went to UNLV alongside Adam Scott, by the way, if you're looking for the local narrative. Did not play good Sunday. Quite frankly, he didn't play great after his Thursday, but at this price, 7200 he's had a hell of a season. It was better early than it was at the end of the year, but he's at home. He gets a second chance to be, play at home. Give me Charlie Hoffman. I say at home, you know, where he where he went to school, not his current home. But give me the Seagull. Give me it at 7,200. There's other guys I like, but he, in a no-cut event at 7,200? Come on. Of course he's in there. I mean, fourth in opportunity is game. 22nd birdies are better the past uh, past 24 rounds. Good on the um, on the wedges and the over 200-yard proximity. So, I mean, that, that makes sense to me. There's another name that stands out to me. I'll see if you hit it. If uh, you don't, I'll throw it out there. But who else would you like besides Russ? This middle tier, like, I mean, I have a bunch of names started. Like, I'm going to have to eventually cut down from here. Um, you know, I mentioned Sergio. I mean, ninth tee to green, 10th good drives, 18th approach. Like, he's been he's been kind of playing pretty well. Aaron Wise has been another one that – um. He's 10th birdies or better. He's been in decent form, good in those proximity ranges I like. So well, there are two of the other guys I'm kind of looking at. So I'll hold off until I hear, you know, see see if you have some other names you want. What about Kevin Na? I mean, uh, we didn't see him last week. You got to worry about injury. But if he does play, because he withdrew with a rib injury, I believe, last week, if he does play, he is a Vegas guy. I know he won the Shriners before, not the CJ Cup, but – Kevin Na still in, is top thirty in the world. I think they say. I mean, give me give me Kevin Na at seventy eight hundred. He intrigues me in this tier. Yeah, not bad tee to green, not bad approach, good putter, good par four score. So, yeah, not for me, but I'm not I'm not going to knock it. What about Neiman? He didn't really. He hasn't done anything a ton recently. Like the price is good, but I not somebody I really want to uh, focus on too much. Don't you like when people just have babies? I think Harold just had a baby, him and his wife. He did, yes. Does that do anything for you? Um, I don't play the baby narrative. I mean. <laughs> the two of us not having children, you would think we wouldn't, <laughs> right? Right. But no, 12th birdies are better. I mean, he, he he's not afraid of a no-cut event. He can score a good putter. So he makes a lot of sense. Like 7,300 is not a bad price for him in a no-cut event. I'm not sure there's any other names for me in the 7K, so. Do you got anything good before we turn to the band? I mean, Homa, the past 12 rounds, rates out really well, so that was a name. I mean, Siwoo Kim always is in, is in, uh, is somebody you can take a, take a look at, but, you know, I, as somebody who plays one to three lineups, I'm not sure I'd go there. And then Taylor Gooch, good approach, good, uh, tee to green numbers, uh, unfortunately not a huge birdie maker, but at this price, can't get everything you want, so. Those were the names that I had caught my attention. There's only a few names left, Skeeter, and there's a fade that's just... It'd be interesting if it was both of our fade. Who's your fade in 7K? I will leave you the honor of uh, <laughs> one. Um, but I will go with another, another former world number one. I believe he was number one. Jason Day. Um, I, if he wasn't there, he had to be damn close. I mean, I don't know where he's at. Two missed cuts. I mean, he's good at Rocket Mortgage, but he just, there's nothing in the stats, nothing in the recent form that makes me want to play, you know, take a chance on him. Granted, he's seven, you know, 7K. You don't need a ton from him. 
but there's just nothing there that really excites me to play Jason Day. I honestly have no argument with that, and that's probably a more sound fade than my fade, but I'm going to fade the vampire Justin Rose. I'm not going to pay $7,900 for him when I could pay another $100 for Patrick Reed, another $200 for Adam Scott, another $300 for Paul Casey, or I could pay less to get Kevin Na or Sergio Garcia. We'll fade the vampire. He doesn't do anything but suck the blood out of my lineups. I mean, has he done anything besides that one good round at Augusta in April? He was eighth I'm sure at, he. I'm sure he has. He was eighth at Kiowa. He was tenth at Wyndham. I don't know what he's done overseas, but he's probably been. Actually, I think he was in contention overseas. Yeah, he finished sixth at the PGA uh, BMW PGA Championship over there. So okay. that's a good finish as well. I'm fading Rosie. I always fade Rosie. Yeah, well, I. I mean, I usually defend the guy, but I have nothing on him. We ready to go six K? Yep. We got some names down here. We got some major champions down here. But it is not the 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 pinnacle of this field. But in a no-cut event, somebody's got to be in 6K. These guys are all playing six rounds. Or, or four, excuse me, I hope they don't play six rounds. They're all playing four rounds. There's some guys down here, some names I'm going to take a look at. Do you have a favorite, Skeeter? You know, rarely do I find a $6,300 favorite to play. But if we're talking about a guy who potentially can make a bunch of birdies, which is kind of what I want, I mean, wait, where are we playing this tournament at again? In Vegas. So why not go with Vegas and Vegas? I mean, I'm okay with, uh, you know, a little uh, a little double tap of the Vegas. Right. I mean, I mean he's six and birdies are better. Tenth tee degree, ninth in approach over the past 24 rounds. Let's see, what's he like over other models? Decent over the shorter-term models, even longer-term models for a $6,300 golfer. I mean... This is exactly what I want. His game strokes and approach in his last, like, seven or eight events. Um, putter can be a little cold, but it's not gigantically cold. Doesn't lose a ton of strokes off the tee when he loses or around the green. Like, just a solid, consistent golfer at 6,300. I mean, he hits a lot of the check boxes I want. Unfortunately, he's hitting a lot of check marks for everybody because he's the highest projected own in the 6K range, and it's not close. Yeah, I feel like he was a 8K golfer, granted in a lesser field over the summer, where I was like, man, give me all of Johnny Vegas. So I'm with you as far as 6,300. I can get down with that. I guess I'm going to go up top. I'm going to go with – I'm in between two guys. They're both at 6,800. I like them both. Give me Gary Woodland. Uh, I, I like Streelman, too. I know neither one of them really did uh, what I was hoping for a week ago. Give me Kevin Streelman here. He had such a good summer, and I don't know where he's at. I'm ho I'm hoping he comes, you know, just off of a bounce back from a poor performance a week ago. I guess if we're going to say anything, like you said about uh about the, the Sung J M and the other guys up top, he's not traveling anywhere this week. I mean, they're staying in Vegas. So you're going to Streelman as your favorite pick? I will. Yes. Okay, I thought you said Woodland, or maybe I I, I might misheard you. I said them both. Give me Streelman. I like them both, though. I'm going to play them both. Like, yeah. my other will be Woodland. Yeah, like Streelman, Streelman recently, just past four turns, not, been there. not done much. But we saw, I mean, we saw him in the summer play pretty well. So, yeah, I, I not for me, but again, you want to play long-term form, I certainly think he kind of fits that. For me, again, I'm just going to kind of look down below here. Like, I'm maybe I should just do Stars and Scrubs, because... If I'm thinking about people who want to make a bunch of birdies, I mean, 
Tom Hoagie at 6,300 mm-hmm. can get himself into a birdie fest and no problem and just score out of nowhere. I mean, he might also finish 65th in his field, which wouldn't be surprising, but he was good. Shriners uh, lost off the tee but gained on approach around the green putting. Like, I don't know if he ever really puts two back-to-back solid performances, but he's somebody to play in. And I think I played him a week or two ago. K.H. Lee, 6,200. Coming off a of 14th at Shriners, missed at Sanderson Farms, but had a decent playoff. Gained everywhere across the board last week. His irons are hit or miss, but I mean he's 6,200. We can't expect the world here. So I mean if I if I play Vegas and Cage Lee, I can probably name whoever I want up top, and that might be an interesting build this week. I think it's worth doing, especially in these these uh, six. Uh... Or why do I keep saying six rounds? Guaranteed four rounds in these no cut events. So I, I think the stars and scrubs is as viable here as it ever is. Of course, it's really nice when you get your scrubs in and your stars don't make the cut and in, in cut events. That's always so fun. Oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about Sebastian Munoz at sixty one hundred? He definitely hurt me last week, but I don't know, he's he's had his moments for me this year. Uh three missed cuts. So not great, but again, a guy who can make some birdies, like cheap price for 6,100. I mean, you're hoping for, you know, hoping for like a top 30, then, you know, top 30 finish. Maybe he's top 20 DraftKings scoring because of birdies. Like you don't mind the bogeys, the doubles at this point. So yep. makes some sense from that regard. Okay. That's about the only other name I could look at besides you mentioned Hoagie. You're not touching our boy Benny on or. Kevin Kisner, you know those guys at the the dirt cheap prices, are you? How's Benny on in this field? He didn't done anything. I mean, I'm glad he is, but I, could it be because he is Korean? Oh, like that could be because that would be explaining why Sun Kang's in this field. Um, Being that it's CJ Cup, and he is he not? He wears the CJ sponsor hat, doesn't he? Sun Kang does, I believe. I don't know if Benny on does or not. Okay, Sun JM wears it, right? Yes, I believe all the I believe almost all the South Koreans do. Siwoo does. I thought so. Yeah. So I don't know if that's where Benny On gets in this one or not, but just throwing his name out there because we know if he makes a putt, he could be dangerous. Yes. Yes. Pull a pull a Kyrdek from a Euro BMW a few weeks ago has kind of come out of nowhere. Like, where in the world did this come from? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anything good else, or are we going to the bad here? Going to the bad. Who are you fading? Uh, this is real. This is real fade. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm gonna fade Jai Kyung Lee because I don't don't know anything about the guy. But um, this has to be the cheapest price I've ever seen him at 6,400. Ricky. Mm-hmm. Like just still no form really there. Pass. I I might find a lineup for him. Well, you're a Ricky guy. I love Ricky Fowler, dude. I love him. Uh, I mean, truthfully, do I have a fade in 6K? It's hard for me to say there's a real true fade to me because we expect them all to make the cut. Uh, I will fade Brian Harmon because he he uh, was one of my missed cuts last week. So I didn't even know Brian Harmon was in the field last week. <laughs> well, there you go. Like, oh, that's news to me. Like, I looked at it. Oh, he's – oh, boy. He's lost – Strokes and approach five straight tournaments. Yeah, he's he's my fate. I went to him as a as a finger cross last week. Okay. Well, Skeeter, I suppose we should talk a little one and done Ugh. if you want. Yeah. Um. You had a better week than me last week. It's funny that you say that. So 
uh, of my technical difficulties, I absolutely spaced and did not play a golfer. So for those who are wondering, you do not get assigned a random golfer. You get nothing. I got nothing. Um, earlier when you said you decided to go with Abe Answer, I almost chimed in, me too, just because <laughs> I wanted to say the same thing just to avoid the embarrassment of not making a pick. But I didn't make a pick, dude. I mean, you won the same amount of money as I did, and you didn't burn a pick. So not, not that it really matters in the short season, but hey, that's still better than me. It's not, though. It's embarrassing. It it does. Like, look, it happens. I mean, I've 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 had I played Julio Jones in a lineup two weeks ago and actually won my matchup. <laughs> Looked at my matchup, saw him, like had taken him out of all my other leagues, but somehow just didn't like just didn't. Somehow I won too. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I got lucky, but yeah, dude, it it does happen, but it is embarrassing. Like I didn't even set one and the next morning, Thursday, I go to check because, you know, of course I'm excited to see the Seagull is eight under on on Thursday. I'm like, let me see. Well, maybe they gave me some nope. So Right. So who are we going with this week? We've got everybody available. I mean, between it's really the next three weeks that we're going to see everybody, like after this, let me pull off the PGA Tour schedule. I don't know where else we see some of these guys. Like the top of the leaderboard here, so. And it's a no-cut event, so you're guaranteed to make money. But that doesn't mean that you want to just take any payout. I would think that in a short season like the one we're playing, you want to take a big gun that you think can win this thing, right? Right, like, I'm not taking... You know, Hudson Swaffer, like, just because he's guaranteed to get money. Like, yeah, after Zozo, it's, oh, yeah. There's Bermuda, Mayakoba, maybe a couple show up at Houston. I feel like that has a little bit of prestige to it. And RSM will get some people in here, but, yeah, I mean. You fire up Dustin Johnson and hope nobody else does, or JT? I'm looking at JT, because um, he's my favorite overall player, but if you like somebody, like, even the nines, you know, that might be contrarian, that might be contrarian enough, like, you want to go Sam Burns, you know, how many people still have him left, like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I'll have to look, I didn't look at ownership other than mine. <laughs> but I'm with you, I think I'm going, I, I probably am looking at DJ for this week, and just, uh, Saying, give me, give me the best available, and see where it goes. And if everybody picks them, well, I guess that's what I get for being behind. So, two other notes here. Number one, we actually are picking uh, for the Hero World Challenge. Okay, which is like a twenty-five man field. Eighteen, or do they? Ex- Eighteen. They okay. it? They uh, no, ex- I'm just guessing the number. I knew it was a very small field. No, you. <sighs> I'm totally guessing, dude. So if you think it's 18, there's a better chance you know than I do. That's what it. Oh, it is 18. Yeah, I thought for some odd reason that they might expand it. Yeah, 18. Oh god. Oh, now that'll be game three week for that tournament. Um, actually, there is no WGC HSBC champions. They got rid of that one. So I knew they had li- eliminated a few WGCs. I forgot. Or at about least that, one. Yeah. So the other thing is that CJ Cup and Zozo are the two highest payouts as far as total purses. Like, they're just under $10 million. Everything else has kind of been in the $7 million range, so you kind of want to have the winner here. So let's make some money this week in our one-and-dones. Yes. Okay. 
All right. Well, I was kind of leading that way anyway, but I'm with you even more so now. Skeeter, anything left for the CJ Cup? I don't think so. Um, I actually kind of it was kind of looking at the um, the the pictures of the course. It kind of looks like a fun little course to kind of see on TV. So um, I don't know how much I get to watch because I'm busy Friday Saturday, but I will be trying to sneak in a peek when I can. Maybe I do I like these uh, these I, I do and I don't like Saturday. I didn't like waiting around for golf to come on after uh, the Sirius XM show ended. But I do like coming home on Thursday and Friday and golf being on television. In fact, not only on just starting. So there's there is a beauty to coming home from work on the East Coast and the golf broadcast just starting on Thursday, Friday. Yeah, like maybe Sunday because there's only three late games for football. Maybe I'll throw the second second TV screen on the golf. I get I get my buddy to pop the laptop open for me, so I get a little golf in the uh, foreground while nobody else cares about it. That's right. That's the way to do it. <laughs> well, we were all caring this time because I had two guys that were in contention, so everybody gets a little more excited when I do. You know what I mean? Because they're like, "Well, you know, maybe he'll buy me a beer tomorrow." There you go. <laughs> well, Skeeter, with that, uh, again, sorry I missed out last week with the technical difficulties. The new laptop apparently working great as we made it this far, so. Um, hopefully we'll do it again next week, my friend. Sounds good. All right. Well, appreciate everybody listening. Skeeter, thank you for joining me. And, uh, thank you everybody for being a part of this fantastics, my fantasy fix DFS golf podcast for Skeeter Robinson. I'm James Adams. Thanks everyone. <laughs>